track 1.22. I've just started my degree. I'm doing architecture at Bristol University. As part of my degree, I'm going to study at a university abroad in my second year. I have a massive long list of universities. It's so long I don't know where to start and I need a bit of help. I come from a small town in Devon, half an hour from the nearest city. My parents' place is in a quiet residential neighbourhood and it's quite a close community, so everyone seems to know everyone else's business. On the one hand, it's nice, but it's also very rural and a bit remote, and I find it a bit dull. Bristol's much better. There are a lot of industrial estates in the suburbs, but the student areas have a really relaxed atmosphere and a lively social life. So in terms of what I want from my year abroad, I'm looking for somewhere urban that's interesting and culturally diverse, where the people are very welcoming. Somewhere that's good for young people, basically. If you have any suggestions, please post them on my blog. It would be great to hear from you. Track 1.23 I just love skateboarding, but I live in a small town where until recently there were no facilities for this activity. But three years ago, my friends and I decided to convince our local community of the need for a proper skate park. Most people were really supportive of our ideas and we soon formed an action group consisting of teenagers and adults, teachers, parents and others, all led by local restaurant owner Martin Ashton. He was brilliant as he had good contacts with companies in the area who began to offer financial help. Martin also knew how to apply for a government grant to develop the park and he got involved in making that happen straight away. The next thing the action group had to do was to start raising serious money. We persuaded our school to organise a concert and all the ticket money went towards the skate park fund. Apart from this, my friends and I did everything we could think of to raise money. I washed cars and others organised sales of second-hand books and DVDs and stuff like that. Of course, we didn't get a huge amount in this way, but local businesses contributed money too, and at the end of six months, there were funds of £185,000 available, slightly short of our target of £200,000, but more than enough to allow the building work to get started. In fact, within a year, we managed to raise nearly £300,000, which meant we were also able to afford lighting within the budget. In the meantime, local resident John Richardson was helping out with the planning stage of the project. He works as an architect in London and has got close links with colleagues in the United States. Through them, he found a specialist business in California called Excite, who have won awards for their skate park design. We all found their website very impressive, especially the video clips of similar parks they'd done. There was some interesting feedback posted on the website and it seemed that they'd satisfied quite a lot of clients over there. We knew that these guys, Ricky and Bob, were perfect for us. 
So the action group held a community meeting and we held a vote on the matter. Almost 98% said yes to using Excite. Things moved pretty quickly after that. John asked three of us to join him in a few transatlantic discussions on Skype, where we explained what we wanted to achieve, not only for skateboarders like us, but for the BMX riders too. For example, they requested a great feature called a whale tail, which is basically made of steel with thin strips of wood on top. Excite came up with some very imaginative ideas for this and did some rough designs for other features, which they emailed to us. Then, Ricky flew over for three weeks to show us his drawings and to get to know the town. He stayed at my house, actually, and he was really cool. Although he was a bit older, he didn't mind hanging out with us skateboarders, and we often chatted late into the night, which helped him to improve his work. We also walked around the place where the skate park was going to be constructed. It was an empty piece of land that used to belong to a factory and had been bought by the town council, luckily for us. Once Ricky was back in the States, it didn't take him long to produce the final plans and paperwork, and after getting official approval this end, everything went ahead. And now we have this fantastic new skate park which keeps us extremely happy morning, noon and night. Track 1.24 In this part of the test, I'm going to give each of you two photographs. I'd like you to talk about your photographs on your own for about a minute and also to answer a short question about your partner's photographs. Anna, it's your turn first. Here are your photographs. They show two villages. I'd like you to compare the photographs and suggest some advantages and disadvantages of living in each village, all right? Yes, thank you. Both of these places are small rural villages. Neither place looks as though it's busy or industrial. Both seem quiet and peaceful, but as they're in the middle of nowhere, there probably aren't many facilities like shops or youth clubs, and they probably aren't very culturally diverse like a city is. In the top photograph, there's some mountain scenery. It looks cool and damp, whereas the other village is in a hotter country. The hills are brown, dry and dusty, so it obviously doesn't rain that much. I think that the villages may have very different standards of living. While the village in the top photograph has quite large cottages, the village in the second photograph has much smaller, simpler houses. I reckon that the people in the top photograph are probably quite wealthy. The people in the bottom photograph probably have less money. Thank you. Ivan, how does your hometown differ from these villages? Uh, the main difference is the size. Both of these villages look tiny compared with St. Petersburg. I assume that there isn't much to do, especially for young people, whereas where I live, there are loads of facilities. Um, on the other hand, 
I assume that the villages would have less crime and they'd have closer communities than in a big city. Um, the weather and lifestyle here in St. Petersburg are closer to the village in the top photograph. Thank you. Now, Ivan, here are your photographs. They show... Track 1.25 The main difference is the size. Both of these places are small, rural villages. Neither place looks as though it's busy or industrial. It looks cool and damp, whereas the other village is in a hotter country. While the village in the top photograph has quite large cottages, the village in the second photograph has much smaller, simpler houses. On the other hand, I assume that the villages would have less crime. <laughs>